Welcome to this week's Friday Five and Happy New Year. It is officially 2020, and the prospect of a new year is something that I can always get excited about. I'm your host, Sarah Rappel, and today we are talking resolutions. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I know. I am not the biggest fan of making resolutions, especially going into the new year because it feels so cliche. But, and hear me out on this, when it comes to your business, resolutions are actually a good idea. You don't even have to call them resolutions if you don't want to. I tend to associate resolutions with something that's absolute, and if I don't hit it or if I make a mistake along the way, it makes me feel like I'm a failure. So instead, I like to call them goals, and that is what we're going to call them today. Just switching around the terminology, that has lifted a giant weight off of my back and already makes the conversation feel a little bit lighter, doesn't it? Setting goals is certainly something I can get behind. I am all for it. Because a goal is something that I work towards. It's a destination that I'm going to get to, and it might take a little trial and error along the way to figure out how I'm going to get there, but that's okay. So if you're ready to kick off the new year with some new goals, large or small, we are going to unpack some tips on a great way to do that in this episode. When I set up new goals, I use a method that I learned from HubSpot, but fun fact, The first time it was used and mentioned dates back to a 1981 issue of Management Review, so it is not a new concept at all, and that is to make your goals SMART, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Today, we are going to take a look at each of these characteristics and how you can use them to bring your goals into focus and get stuff done in 2020. Number one, set goals that are specific. Rather than simply stating that you want to make more money in 2020 or increase traffic to your website, get specific. Adding a new type of insurance product to your portfolio could be a great way to increase your business profits especially if it's a product that pairs well with something you're already selling, like adding dental, vision, and hearing plans if you're a strictly MedSup agent, or adding hospital indemnity plans if you mainly sell Medicare Advantage plans. And as far as driving traffic to your website, getting specific could mean digging into Google Analytics to get a better read on your audience and learn how to speak to them more effectively. It could also be taking a look at your website design and readability and maybe rethinking some navigation elements. Number two, set goals you can measure. If you can't measure a goal, how can you tell when you've reached it? Quick hint, this is not a riddle. The answer is that you can't. Going back to our previous example, website traffic goals can be easily measured in Google Analytics. A quick comparison from year to year or even one month to the previous month can measure your progress and provide the proof that what you're doing is working. You can track a 20% increase in traffic, a 5% increase in conversions, or a 3% decrease in bounce rate. When it comes to sales, maybe it's an overall 2% increase in sales from the previous year. Or it could be writing five more policies each month this year than you did last year. 
you want some sort of unit of measurement included in there, whether it's a dollar amount, a percentage that increases or decreases, the number of users, and so on. Just make sure you have the means to measure whatever that unit happens to be. If you can't, then it is not the goal for you. Now, measurability goes hand in hand with the next characteristic on our list. Number three, set goals that are achievable. Yes, that's right. You want to be able to achieve your goal. It might sound silly, but just because a goal is measurable does not necessarily mean that it's achievable. Consider whether your goal is realistic. If you sell Medicare Advantage and you're setting monthly goals for sales, does it really make sense to have the same goal for each month? No. It would make more sense to have smaller goals for the months outside of annual enrollment and larger goals during the annual enrollment period. As far as our website traffic example, if you got 35,000 page views per month last year, or if you get that number of page views historically, you wouldn't set a goal of doubling that amount of traffic without a significant campaign or a series of events to push traffic to your site. Number four, set goals that are relevant. It's specific, measurable, and achievable, but is it relevant? Is your goal going to move your business forward by providing insight or meeting a need? Consider these two goals. I want to increase traffic to my website by 10% in 2020. I want to increase Instagram subscribers by 10% in 2020. While both goals are specific, measurable, and achievable, depending on the overall goal of your business, they may or may not be relevant. Is there a correlation between website traffic and conversions for your business? If so, then increasing traffic to your website should also increase conversions. Does an increase in Instagram subscribers yield your business anything other than brand awareness? Does it move traffic to your website? While this may be a smart goal for your social media team, it might not be a smart goal for your overall business. Let's visit that Medicare Advantage example again. If you're setting SMART production goals for the first three quarters of the year, Medicare Advantage production probably should not be at the top of any of those three lists. But in the fourth quarter, it should be because of when annual enrollment falls. Number five, set goals that are timely. Give yourself a time frame. When do you hope to achieve your goal by? In our last example, we mentioned yearly goals and quarterly goals, but you can do the math and create smaller or larger goals. By making your goals time-bound, you can check in frequently to see if you're still on track or if you need to make some adjustments. Sometimes a goal can look great until you get to this step and start plugging in the numbers. You might find that your daily goal is too high or maybe your overall goal numbers were too low. I personally love breaking down big goals into smaller goals and celebrating all of those small victories. It's a great way to keep yourself on track and reward yourself for when you do well. And speaking of track, there are two bonus letters that people often add onto the end of the SMART acronym to make smarter goals. The E is for evaluated and the R is for revisited. Basically, once you have your SMART goals set, 
You should check in on a regular basis, track them, and tweak them when necessary. When planned out correctly, SMART goals have the power to help you grow your business, something that our Agent Survival Guide team would love to see you achieve in the coming year. That is all for this episode of the Friday Five. If you like what you heard here today, hit that subscribe button to make your love of our podcast official. Some apps call it following, others call it liking. Whatever it is called on the app you listen on, it is totally free to subscribe. And when you do, our latest episodes will pop up in your feed as soon as they're available. You can even set up notifications for new episodes if that's your kind of thing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rappel. Script editing by Roxanne Anderson. Artwork by Nick Smith.